energy in the the arena tonight was unbelievable. It was crazy, um, and it's, it feels good. Uh, you know, we're happy that we're able to clean here and walk. We're happy that we are going to the third round, and uh, we're happy that you know the people are into it. Um, I don't think I've ever seen um, people in Milwaukee be so excited about basketball. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Bucks podcast. My name is KJ Ikestead, and the Milwaukee Bucks just knocked off the Philadelphia 76ers. They are fast approaching the top of the conference with the playoffs in sight. We have seven games left to go in the regular season, and it's a great time to talk Bucks basketball. I'm joined today by my co-host Alex. Alex, how you doing? KJ, happy to join the podcast. Bucks fans. How great of a performance was that against the Philadelphia 76ers? 118-116, Giannis, 40 points. He's got the whole league upset because they're going to try and stiff him on the MVP award. We've got a great show today. I'm excited to join the podcast. Thanks for having me. MVP in Milwaukee, MVP in in the league twice, MVP in our hearts, and the narrative is starting to shift away from Nikola Jokic, away from Joel Embiid, and towards Giannis Antetokounmpo. 40 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists in 38 minutes. This man continues to put up greatest of all time caliber numbers. And not only that, Bucks fans, he saved the game on the final play in which the home court Philadelphia 76ers initially benefited oh, from what it. the refs called a goaltend. Well, good thing instant replay uh-uh. exists because the Bucks would have got shafted if this were 10, uh-uh. 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. But they made the right call. Giannis saves the game with another acrobatic block. How fitting is that that he did that on Joel Embiid getting – the, the rebound from James Harden's miss. You know, it's almost like symbolic. You know, we talked a lot about the prophecy last year. Well, it's looking like the Bucks are prophesized to go on an incredible golden age run here in which they win not one championship, not two, not three, not four, but five rings in a 10-year span led by Giannis Antetokounmpo, the MVP. Alex, what are your initial thoughts after watching that game? You, you said it, the block was the most defining moment. Giannis continues to make his most epic plays on the defensive end, and I couldn't be more happy because he sealed the game cage. There was not even a chance for Joel. He was trying to act like it was goaltending. The whole you know stadium kind of was trying to act like it was his goaltending. Giannis was like, nope, go to replay. They go back to replay, clean block. They overturn it, and here's a stat for you. Giannis, three blocks. Joel Embiid, zero blocks. Mm. That's really the difference. Not only did Giannis score 40 points to Joel's 29, but it's like Giannis is another level. And that Mm -hmm. other level is most commonly shown on the defensive end. But also, last night, I mean, he was hitting those fadeaway jumpers. He was going the whole length of the court and pounding the ball through the hoop. In a few seconds... No one got in his way. He He's unstoppable, and it's like, if you're not going to give this guy the MVP, I don't know what you're doing because he just put on a performance. But there were other players that were great last night, too. I can't wait to talk about them. But initial reaction was Giannis 
Oh my goodness. I mean, it's so crazy because the Bucks don't just have Giannis Bucks fans. You know this. They have Chris Middleton who put up 22, nine rebounds and seven assists. That is not bad. That is not bad whatsoever. Another swish. Have, another swish. They have Drew Holiday putting up 18 points, 10, re, 10 assists, and eight rebounds, including some unbelievable three-pointers and unbelievable shots in the laning fourth quarter crunch time. That is not bad at all. Milwaukee came back from way down in this one and won. And not only that, but the Bucks got playoff Brooke Lopez back, who's looking incredible. He's throwing down dunks in anger. We love to see that. He's clearing the lane for Giannis to get even more rebounds, even more fast break opportunities. Our boy Patty C has come back and hit the ground running. You know, he's more focused than he's ever been. He's displaying one of these quick releases that looks like he's been working on for quite some time. I mean, we've been saying it for years pat had been working with corver you know pat has not always been this type of knockdown shooter he's always been an incredibly hard worker he's always been an incredibly athletic player and he's always been an incredibly really just smart player high high basketball iq and now he's been working and working and working and he's one of the best shooters in the league that nobody talks about he didn't even have a great game last night javon carter has been one of the unsung heroes of the second half of the year it'll be interesting to see what see what he does in the playoff rotation jordan awara couldn't even touch the floor the naces couldn't even touch the floor grayson allen had a few clutch buckets bobby portis and serge Ibaka combined for three points you know it's like George Hill, nine nine minutes, one point, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. You know, Giannis and the big three, they pretty much did it by themselves. You know, it's it's crazy, man. Like this spells. That's who I want to talk. That's who I want to talk about, Cage. I want to talk about the big three and Brooke Lopez, but I'm gonna start with the other two in the big three, because I already went off about Giannis. Chris Middleton, he kind of took over a little bit in in the fourth quarter. You you saw him you know, hit that mid-range jumper. It was just silk, splash. And then almost the next play, Drew Holiday would hit a three. And that was in the moment where I was like, the Bucks have a big three. Take it, you know, because Philly doesn't really have a big three. They don't no. have three guys who can do that. And when you have that cage, the Bucks were down 10 points with 11 minutes to go in the fourth. And they're able to make those comebacks really flipped the switch, and a guy who really helped do that in the second half is Brooke Lopez. I, I see it come in the playoffs, and the reason why I think Brooke Lopez is so key is because he motivates Giannis. Yeah. You think back to what Giannis was as a rookie, who his best friend on the team was, Cage. Do you remember who that was? The name of Zaza Pachulia. Yeah. Because Giannis is a rim protector and has always been a rim protector. And so he, I bet, bonded with Zaza, not only about the foreign aspect, but, you know, over the, the defense, the teamwork, the chemistry between two big men playing together on the court together. Playing the game the right way. Giannis and Brooke together out there really make it tough on the opposing team. They're two guys who are just monsters. And you look across the way, and Joel Embiid doesn't really have that, you know, second big man. You look at Brooklyn, they don't have two big men that can match up with Brook and Giannis. And so that's a real X factor here, and I'm loving what I'm seeing about him coming back. Cage, how many minutes do you think he's going to get in the playoffs? 
I was just going to say, man, fresh legs, fresh legs. Brooke Lopez has fresh legs. Pat Connington has fresh legs. You said Giannis has, you know, Giannis, how many minutes is he going to get in the playoffs? I hope it's 42. I hope it's 42. Bucks fans, you want to hear what's crazy? Giannis Antetokounmpo is putting up MVP-type numbers, and he's ranked 47th in the entire NBA in terms of minutes played. This guy averages 32.8 minutes a game. The only he player is- on the Bucks to average more minutes per game is Drew Holiday, who's ranked 42nd in the NBA. He averages 32, or sorry, 33.2 minutes a game. Giannis and uh, Drew combined average 33 minutes a game. And you can bet we're going to add another 10 minutes onto that in the playoffs, or at least we better. Coach Bud, we better because we're not playing around. We're not going for participation. We're going for championships. We're going for blood. We're going for trophies. We're going for legacy. We're going for that greatest of all time mark, which I know Giannis is chasing. I mean, this man brought dad jokes to the podium. He's having fun out there. You think back to a couple years ago when he had the infamous sitting on the court back in the Ben Simmons era when he called Ben Simmons a big baby, back in the Houston Rockets era when he chucked the ball off James Harden's head when Harden was talking all this crap, throwing all this shade, and now he's just sunning James Harden on whatever team he happens to be on. I mean, the Bucks, man, they look legit. They look legit. We're going to talk in just a sec, Bucks fans, about which teams we think might pose the biggest problem for the Bucks. But, Alex, I think he's going to get about you know, 40, 42 minutes a game. What about you? Giannis... He he might do it, Cage. I, I was just wondering, is he the most unstoppable player that you've witnessed? Because for me, he may that game last night. It, it may be trending that way. And Kevin Durant said this in an interview recently. He was like, "Slow. What do you mean, slow Giannis down?" The reporter asked Kevin Durant, "How, how do you plan on slowing down Giannis?" And he's like. Giannis points are pretty much guarantees and and that's you know that kind of resonated with you know kind of connected some dots for me he forces it you know Giannis is putting up 40 points he's making it happen night in night out they're trying to slight him in every way saying oh the foot on the line what if you see it all around the league but Giannis is making it happen he's coming through He's forcing the reality, and all of his buckets are guarantees. This man's blocks were guarantees. Nothing with this man's a fluke. He doesn't need the refs, and so I just feel so great behind him. I don't care what's going on in the league, but there are a couple teams I am maybe you know a little, um, little nervous about. Cage. We'll talk about them in a sec. Uh, I really want to talk about the MVP race. You know, Bucks fans. I just want to preface this section by saying Giannis doesn't care who ends up winning the MVP because he's all about championships. And I think that's what a lot of Bucks fans would agree on too. Like I think Bucks fans in general and Giannis supporters were fiercely loyal to Giannis and we all fiercely want to defend his respect. You know, we want Giannis to get his respect. And the good news is, is Giannis pretty much has that. I think one of the only players who may, you know, disrespect Giannis are the guys that uh, really are the announcers. Honestly, I think what about the Bron club? I mean, the Bron Club, man, like, Bron, he knows how to respect Giannis, but, like, it's all about the people who aren't on the court that are still throwing shade at Giannis. Like, Candace Parker, she's talking about if KD's toe wasn't on the line. I I know. Candace Parker, please get off the television. You know, at least offer some better analysis than that. At least respect one of the greatest players to ever play the game. I mean, 
you know, Giannis is going to be top three. Blatant disrespect. Blatant disrespect. disrespect. I mean, if you saw the Chris Rock thing, this is worse. You know, that was blatant disrespect. I mean, it's like show a little respect to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Put some respect on his name. But back to the MVP race, right? That was a little bit of a tangent. Uh, Nikola Jokic has a slightly higher PER, but it's like he's got a team that I believe is in the sixth spot. You know, how are you really going to give an MVP to the team in the sixth spot? You know, the box that you know is going nowhere. <laughs> that, you, that you know was going nowhere. You know, it's like... <laughs> We know it is like kind of a regular season award, um, but it's like the Bucks are half a game out of first place at the time of this recording. You know they're gaining ground big time on the Miami Heat, who have lost uh, six of their last ten. Milwaukee seven and three in their last ten. Uh, you know the Bucks could very well get that one seed in the conference. We've seen before that the one seed doesn't always guarantee uh, greatest results. Last year the Bucks were the three seed and they took it all home. But, um, you know, really the sixth seed, and then you look at the Philadelphia 76ers who have Joel Embiid, he's kind of like the only other guy. You could say LeBron's maybe in contention just because he's LeBron and because he's leading the league in scoring by, you know, millimeters after at the time of this podcast. But LeBron's out of the playoffs, and Joel Embiid's in the fourth seed, and Giannis is getting him in these head-to-heads. So it's like, man, I mean, like, to me, you know, call me biased, call me, you know, someone who's in Milwaukee, boots on the ground, but, like, Giannis is the best player in this league, and it ain't even close. You know, it's like even Luka Doncic, like he's in the four spot. He's doing amazing stuff. But Giannis every day of the week, man. What about you? (laughs) Oh, Gage, until I'm proven otherwise, man. Until I'm proven otherwise, right? Like the Phoenix Suns are a good enough team to maybe knock off the Bucs. You know, they're a good enough team. They're a good team. 61-14. and They're legit. Even oh, Memphis, yeah. you know, 53 and 23. But there is not a single player in this league that I'm taking over Giannis. That is just, you know, and to suggest otherwise is just crazy. It's just like, I don't know, it's even more dominate than LeBron. You can let me know if I'm crazy, Bucks fans. Uh, but I think he's been more dominant than LeBron. I've seen them both. And I can't remember, like, just the pure you know, efficiency that he displays too, Cage. It's not, he's not playing a ton of minutes yeah. like you say. And I think for the Bucks to be 47-28, and 28, they're .5 games back from Miami. They could even take the conference. They don't have to, but they could do it. And the Bucks could just roll to the finals um, no, just behind Giannis. It's just interesting because going back to this ESPN straw poll, more like the ESPN clown poll, uh, Nikola Jokic won the MVP last year. What did he do in the playoffs again? Where did the Nuggets end up in the playoffs? Giannis didn't win the MVP last year. Where did the Bucks end up in the playoffs? <laughs> Anyone watch those games? <laughs> who, who ended up being the finals MVP? You know, it's like Giannis didn't win the regular season MVP. He won the finals MVP, and he put up a 50 spot. So it's like these straw polls are nothing more than click polls. That's what they are. And I know a lot of Bucks fans have seen those around. Don't get down on those Bucks fans. We're always going to defend the narratives of the, the true, true narratives <laughs> Gage, of the Bucks Cage, you know, the ESPN people who participated, you'd have to be like, blink twice if they're holding a gun to you. You know, like, who's the MVP? <laughs> Nikola Jokic. <laughs> who's the MVP? Joel Embiid. It's like, come on. You know, like, 
I don't know. It's maybe like the, it's the because of the falls. Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's like maybe it's uh, Milwaukee's not a big enough city. Uh, it's kind of like how has Milwaukee not been selected for an All Star game yet? You ever think about that, Bucks fans? Is there potentially some uh, bias against the small market? Because I certainly think there is. You know, John Morant is the darling this year, but no one's really thinking he's the MVP. And that's why, like, going back to your Memphis Grizzlies point, you really got to respect the Memphis Grizzlies just because of how hard they play. Um, but really, it comes back to playoff experience, and they don't have a lot of it, so I do think they're going to falter. But you know who's looking like Fluke City is Golden State Warriors. They're looking like Fluke City out there. They're falling to the third spot significantly behind the Memphis Grizzlies. They've lost three straight. They've lost uh, six of their last ten. Alex, thoughts on the Grizz- or sorry, the, the Golden State Warriors real quick, just like contender or pretender? I think they're still going to win a first-round matchup. You know, I I still see that. But I'm starting to feel like it may be the Grizzlies and the Suns, man. Um, I would be shocked if if someone beats one of those two teams. I think they're kind of destined to go head-to-head. And I think the Suns are going to pull that series out just on the depth that they have. Um, But in terms of the Warriors, right, they're over... (laughs) past the cusp and I don't think Jordan Poole is going to win them get them out of the west because Curry he's you know he's great but if you look at Clay and Draymond Wiggins is there a big three there anymore and the answer is no here's the deal is there the the Warriors would you say beat LeBron James Matthew Della Vidova and Tristan Thompson for their only win without Kevin only ring without Kevin Durant. And that's harsh. That's harsh NBA fans listening in. But that's facts. Then they called up their boy KD when LeBron, Kyrie, and K-Love beat him the next year in seven games, 2-1 comeback. Incredible block off the glass, LeBron James, Kyrie clutch shot. And then KD, you know, gave him the cheat code, win another two titles. Very tough to compete against that. But since then... And the tale of two different franchises, you know, like I look at the Golden State Warriors, 29-9 and nine at home, where we know they get a ton of calls, we know they have an incredible atmosphere, 19-19 and 19 on the road. You know, it's like, that spells doom. That spells doom. Uh, I don't know if I believe in the Warriors this year. I think they're going to get to the second, third round. I don't see them coming out the West. Here's... I think you're right. I think it's going to be Memphis and Phoenix. I think Memphis is separating. And I think this is going to be one of those years where Ja, you know, loses in the conference finals and takes his lump and then eventually overcomes the Phoenix Suns just because he's destined to be Giannis's greatest rival over the next 10 years. Uh, I actually I... called it at the time of the draft. John Morant's going to be a better player than Zion Williamson. Has anybody heard from Zion Williamson? No. Crickets. Crickets. And, uh, you know, John Morant is out here elevating the play of his teammates, playing fearless ball. They've won nine of their last ten. Phoenix has won nine of the last ten. I think it's going to be Bucks suns But the team I'm most worried about. Hold on, hold on. I've got okay, one more comment on the Western Conference before, I go, before we go back to the East. And it's about the Lakers because they've now fallen into the 11th spot, meaning they're out of the playoff. They're 31-44. and 44. They're an abysmal 11-26 and 26 on the road. And the reason, Cage, they're losing these games is they are allowing 114.5 points a game to their opponents. There's no defense. And when I see that, saw that stat, 
I looked up at the teams ahead of it in the West. San Antonio allows 113. Then New Orleans is 109. LA Clippers 108. And it kind of goes up, you know, 107 for the Jazz. You know, 104 for Dallas. Dallas has actually the best defense in the West. And then Phoenix Suns, 106. And then I was thinking to myself, I can't wait to see what the Bucks is, right? I get excited. And I look at the Bucks. And the Bucks are Uh-oh. actually allowing 111 points per game, which was shocking. That would be the lowest of the top, you know, it would be one of the lowest in the Western playoffs. the lowest seeds. of the top six. And to me, that says this. The Bucks' playoff defense is about to go into full action, <laughs> and that point differential is misleading that you're seeing right now. Cage, thoughts on that? I think you're 100% right. I think it's absolutely a red flag, but it's not like the Bucks haven't been turning it on lately, right? Like the Bucks, it's an 82-game season. It's a long season, Bucks fans. And the Bucks, they've, they've, they've done the whole regular season thing, back-to-back years. They have the best record in the NBA, all the advanced metrics, biggest point t- total, and then they crash out versus the Raptors, and they crash out against the Heat. Well, last year, they were like, hey, maybe the regular season isn't everything it's cracked up to be. Let's turn it on in the playoffs. And that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they're doing this year. Championship experience, playoff experience, like we say. And I expect the Bucks fully to turn their defense up a notch. I mean, you look at the guys on our roster. Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know, he's going to be turning it up. Pat Connington, you know, he's going to be turning it up. Chris Middleton can turn it up when he wants to. Drew Holiday's lockdown clamps. Wes Matthews worries me. I would reduce his minutes. Serge Ibaka is able to turn it up on defense. Bobby Portis is able to turn it up on defense. Grayson Allen's able to turn it up on defense. Javon Carter really turns it up on defense. Danae is on the Kumpo. I think if I look at the Druid as well, but, like, I think if I look at the Bucks rotation – I think I expect Javon Carter to get more of George Hill's minutes. Uh, you know, I expect, um, you know, Thanasis to get a little bit more of Wesley Matthews' minutes. You know, a lot of people are saying, hey, Wesley, he's, he's playing well on defense. He's playing well on defense. A lot of teams go on their runs when Wesley's on the floor. And, and like, that's just kind of, like, what I've been seeing. And uh, I don't know if you can really trust him out there when it's, like, conference finals or, or even second round or even first round. Um, I'm just looking to win a championship at all costs. And, and those are the two guys I don't think – are exceptional defenders. But if you look at Giannis, Chris, Brooke, Drew Holiday, Serge Ibaka, Bobby Portis, Pat Connington, Grayson Allen, you know, Thanasis and Javon, all those guys are like top-notch athletes who can really have, you know, have the IQ but also have the effort level. It's not like Wesley wasn't a great defender his entire career. He's just old at this point. You know, he can't move as quick as he used to be able to. And you can't have an old guy on the court, KJ, because you, you saw cannot. what Giannis did to Paul Millsap, 15 points in two minutes on that guy. You know, it's like the same thing. You see an old guy like Wes, who not he's not really, like, mean, you know? In a, and he's just – good players are going to body these guys. Um, I, I do have, like, faith in Wes – because he's like a Marquette player, but I, I would like to see his minutes all and I've role seen, given to Pat Connington. Honestly, I was like shocked he was the starter. Uh, you know, well, just keep well, it all real. I've seen Wesley Matthews do for us in the playoffs is help us get bounced by the Miami Heat. So it's like that's all I'm gonna say. You know, he was off the team last year. The Bucks won a ship last year. He was on the Lakers last year. The Lakers were absolute garbage last year. He's on the Bucks this year again. You know, it's like maybe. 
maybe I'm proven wrong, but I think he's one to watch in terms of the playoff minutes. You know, in the regular season, you can mask this stuff, but the playoffs is a different ball game. And speaking of different ball game, the Boston Celtics have been oh. playing a different ball game since the trade deadline. They're the hottest team in the NBA, and uh, I'm worried about them. I'm worried about them. I think they pose the biggest threat. Uh, you know, it's like either the Miami Heat or the Boston Celtics. I mean, Miami Heat have been slipping. You know, Boston has just been obliterating uh, opponents. They have the best point differential in the East. They have by far the best defense in the East. They have a guy in Damn. Jason Tatum who can go off for 50. He's been averaging 32 post-All-Star. I've got the post-All-Star splits up for the Celtics. And Tatum's been averaging 32.3 points a game, KJ. So he's filling it up. Jalen Brown's averaging 22. Kind of like a Chris Middleton, kind of like a second player. You know, he gives you good defense. Then they've got, you know, Marcus Smart, their vet. I hate to see it. I hate to see Smart. He's a pass. Everyone's aware of Smart, what he does. Derek White. You mentioned him coming over from San Antonio. Huge move. Underrated He's only move. started two games, but he averages about 10 points uh, a game. So you might see him come off the bench in this rotation. Al Horford, he's back. They've kind of got a lot of depth and Tate Brown and then Tatum. I, I am looking at this roster and it doesn't scare me, but the way they've been winning scares me. I just think would you, you rather face them, or would you rather face the Miami Heat? Mm. I mean, I agree with you. Like, on, on paper, it doesn't look like Boston's as stacked as Miami. But the way they've been playing, like, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. And I guarantee Derek White has been the absolute difference maker in that team. But not only that, Robert Williams, who actually just went down with an injury, that's something to really keep an eye on, Bucks fans. You know, we have seven games left in the regular season, uh, very, very, very close to the playoffs. Well, it'll be interesting to see how his absence affects the Celtics. You know, they've played themselves uh, in the back end of the conference uh, all the way up into the top tier. You know, they were leading the East a couple days ago. And, you know, there's a bunch of teams jockeying for that one seed at the top. I think Milwaukee can pull it out. Uh, it's not the end of the world if we don't, but ideally we avoid Brooklyn in the first round. I think Brooklyn, the more I see, is like, it's almost like the Lakers. It's like, no matter how many points you score, you still have to play defense. And that's when, like, Ben Simmons becomes the X factor. But if you ask me uh, who, which teams I'm most fearful of, it's the Miami Heat and it's the Boston Celtics. You know, I think uh, those are my top two. Uh, Miami Heat, you know, they, they've had a little dysfunction. they got a lot of hotheads, whether it's Jimmy Butler whether it's you know, <laughs> meanwhile in the heat, you know, if you saw that video, Jimmy Butler going against was that Haslam, Haslam, and then Eric Spolstra slamming the clipboard down. That was that was good old fashioned <laughs> coaching. You know, Eric Spolstra is just he's a good coach, and Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker's in Miami. He's probably like, yo, <laughs> this ain't Milwaukee, this ain't Giannis anymore. And IKH, do you do you see the Heat making another run? Is, is it because of Spolstra that you're worried about him? Absolutely. I mean, he's a great coach, but it's really just because of the sheer depth of this roster. You know, you look at the post-All-Star stats, 23 points a game coming from Tyler Harrow. He's good. 
Uh, Bam Adebayo, 20 points, 10 boards a game post-All-Star. That's darn good because he's also a defensive factor. Jimmy Butler, 19.7 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Can't count him out. You know, he had an awful playoffs last year. Kyle Lowry, 12 points a game, 6 assists. He's someone who's almost, like, crafty a little bit, like, in terms of drawing those fouls. Uh, Max Struess and Duncan Robinson, about 22, 21 minutes a game from each of those guys, averaging 9 points each. You know, then they have guys like Markeith Morris, P.J. Tucker, and Victor Oladipo. They're and deep. Also, also like shoot. a Dwayne Dedman. You know, they have a ton of guys who can just cause problems. I don't like the prospect of facing Miami either. I would love to see the Bucks get the one seed and let Miami. On Giannis? And let no, no, and let Miami and Boston duke it out in a series. How does that sound, Bucks fans? How does that sound, Alex? Sounds pretty good to me. I think uh, the Bucks. They're the feared, fear the deer right now because they are the champions. I don't see the big three aspect, right? And and no. I'm going to make a claim. It's like I don't think Brooklyn can turn it on from the way they've kind of performed in the season. I, maybe they'll prove us wrong and be one of those low seeds to make it to the to the finals, but I don't see it happening. Um, Kyrie has been freed. Kyrie is now eligible to play in every game. I know, but do you really believe that they – I don't see it happening. They, they put us on the brink of death last year. They really did. I know. You know, and it's like I'm just not overlooking them. You know, they're another team, Bucks fans, the Nets, that as bad as they may look at points in the regular season – these guys are too smart. They know it's not about the regular season. It's about the postseason. You know, they're another team that's sleeping in the They couldn't give a damn about the regular season, those guys. Can't they do really that. don't. They really don't. I asked Bucks fans, uh, maybe this is a fun question to add it on. Do you think Giannis can be the greatest of all time? Comment why or comment why not. 81% of Bucks fans, which are definitely biased, but – you know, people are very knowledgeable in the in the Ike community, in the Bucks community. 81% say yes, and 19% say no. I'm just going to read some of these responses. Jay Len 3434 says, sure, anything is possible, but I don't see someone with this style of offense being looked at as the greatest. Example, MJ, LeBron, Magic, even some have Kobe as the GOAT. Plus, we'll need many more ships to be in that convo. Very, very, very well-written point. Randall Clark says, no, though he may be the biggest freak in terms of athleticism, his lack of elite-level shooting skills holds him back from being the greatest of all-around player ever. The other two guys in this convo could pull it from anywhere and have a shot to make it. Greatest offensive player of all time, however, yes. Another amazing take from Randall. Very well Randall. Jonah P. says, I'd say yes because look at what he's already accomplished at age 27. Barring any major industry, he has probably six, seven competitive years left in him. Man, I hope it's... I hope it's like eight more years, eight, eight to ten more years. Uh, AJ says he'll be blessed in the top to be top ten. The conversation starts and ends with MJ. You know, that's a very, like, old-school take, but at the same time, throwing the honest a compliment, like, top ten of all time, that's that's crazy, the fact that we're witnessing this, Bucks fan. Let's just – we're spoiled right now. You know, we're spoiled. Uh, Nedrock says he's got a chance to be all-time leading scorer and win rings in small market Milwaukee. That's GOAT stuff. Agree? Bucks and Smith and Bucks and Six. Michael Jr. Michael says he's doing historic things and hasn't reached his prime. He can and will actually get better. Wow, he will. Money We've seen Jordan. it every year. 
Money Jordan 45 says he's got to stay healthy for longevity to surpass a lot of records. We're all going to knock on some wood right there. Nick Lyons, Beer Milwaukee Nick, says unlikely, hard to surpass Jordan. They would need four or five in a row, in my opinion. Possible. That means you need a new core as Drew and Cash will likely be past their primes with Brooke retired. Amazing point. He'd have to be elite another seven-plus years and a lot more championships. Hope to be wrong. Nick, thank you for writing such a great take. Uh, That was an epic take. Matt Felber says, yes, he can be, but if he wants to be the GOAT, he has to do it now. These are the defining years of his career. Let's go, baby. Let's go. It's true. It's true because they've got, you know, just exactly what Nick said. (laughs) Nick Miller says, on and off the court, he is, will be the GOAT with a forever. the footage of him blocking DeAndre Ayton coming off the rotation. I mean, talk about legendary, the goat-defining play. Jeff says, great player, great teammate, great person, great dad jokes, greatest of all time. Can't argue with that. Uh, Bucks in Reds 34 says, the mythology of Jordan is near impossible to match. That's a great point. But if he stays in his current trajectory, he could well be in the conversation and possibly finish top five, six of all time. Very realistic. Great, great take. Scooter McBuckets at Dunny on Sports says, I said no. Jordan and LeBron have perfect timing and a huge hype machine. Giannis has so much competition. And being a foreign player, he missed out on the high school NCAA NBA hype. He has the ability to drive and be the best. I don't think he'll get, ever get the recognition he deserves. Unbelievable takes, Bucks fans. Thanks for writing. Yeah, uh, these are Rock says, this is fantastic. a great answer. Lack of hype and recognition could definitely put a dent in his chances. Uh, just look at Tim Duncan, for example. You know, let's see. Timmy uh, D's got five rings, Cage. Five rings. Huh. That is that is not nothing. You know, that is not nothing. Uh, Sir Charles says, yes, the media gives him the respect and props he deserves. The Red Mamba 34 says he's a student of the game. He wants to improve his game every year, and he does. Goat mentality, straight up. Straight up. Mad Skills Freak says Jordan has that spot reserved, but top three, why not? I think that's where, like... Giannis is headed. He's headed towards top three. Like, I think Jordan will always have his lovers. LeBron will always have his lovers. But Giannis, man, there's not a guy who's who's got a better case for uh, top three, given Giannis's trajectory at this point in time. I would argue even against, you know, some of these guys like Curry, KD. Uh, Giannis at age 27 with what he's already accomplished and what he's going to be able to do in his prime with the cast around him. I think we can win, like I said in the beginning, Bucks. I think I think we can win it. You know, maybe five rings in Milwaukee. Starts with going back to back. Starts going back to back. Exactly. Michael Bradley, MKE, says obviously basketball is a team sport, but we elevate individual achievements by team outcomes. If the Bucks create a dynasty, huge if, carrying a team from fifteen and sixty-seven to multiple championships, it has to be a part of the conversation. Amen. Bucks Boy says all he needs is three more rings, and I wouldn't be surprised if he also picked up two more MVPs and DPOYs while getting those rings. Valmir Rukowski says mentality. Dante says thank you in terms of, like, yes, his mentality has got given him a chance to be the GOAT. D. Michelle says if he continues to be dominant on both ends, absolutely. Sad says sad closes says man's just built different. We know, we know. Uh, the crown has come. That is a sick handle. The crown has come. He says I think he can be the third best player of all time. Antetokounmpo. Only because most of the American audience will never accept him as the greatest. That's fair. That's fair, and that's that's kind of sad. Uh, elevated at ends. Drew says why not? It's almost like why not us? Why not the Bucks winning winning a bunch of championships? I think we can do it. And finally. 
Fanwin Sports Apparel says because he's humble and not scared of these mofos. Bernie Mac voice. Giannis looking right into the camera. The camera's soul. Alex, what do you think? Can Giannis be considered the greatest of all time? To me, for sure. And I think his story is so much more unique. Like, no offense to Jordan, but he didn't go to Milwaukee. You know, and I think Giannis is like very similar to, you could say, Kareem, but Giannis stayed home. And so if Giannis wins multiple rings in Milwaukee, no one's done that before. No one's done that before in such a small market from, you know, 15 to 67. I think you got to put him up there next to the Kobe Bryants. I, I, you don't oh, have man. to maybe claim that he's number one, but he's, you know, he's up, he's going to be up there. With the LeBron, with the Jordan, with the Kobe, I think so he I could think... go top four. That's where I'm. I'm at. Mount and if you, if you if you keep, yeah, I think he could be on the Mount Rushmore. I think he could surpass maybe Kareem. If you think about oh, the best easily, big man of man. all time, so that that's what I want to throw out there, yeah. Bucks fans. Maybe I'm crazy, but Giannis Rush Mount Rushmore, best European player Giannis, ever. Uh, I, th- I really like what you said about his story. I think his story gives him an absolute shot because it's going to be uh, one of those things where, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder. Like, some people are like, no, nah, man, Jordan's the greatest I've ever seen. Some people are like, no, nah, man, LeBron's the greatest I've ever seen. Some people are like, no, nah, man, Kobe's the greatest I've ever seen. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be like, no, nah, Giannis coming from Greece, going to the Bucks, staying home his entire career, winning all those championships, winning all those MVPs demonstrating loyalty like lebron i think what's gonna hurt him is that he's so obviously chasing these accolades you know and it's like i get it that's like his destiny and you know lebron is an incredible ball player but Giannis is someone who's like consistently not chasing it you know he's he's kind of embracing life and that's just something so many more people can relate to so so i think he's absolutely going to be top three now uh Top one, top two, that remains to be seen. Mount Rushmore, I think absolutely. Uh, Alex, just want to thank you for joining us. Any final thoughts today? Final thoughts are it's almost playoff season, so Bucks fans, get out the Giannis jersey. If you don't have one, tell another friend about this podcast because we're about to be doing some exciting stuff. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to keep talking about the Bucks, keep watching the Bucks. You always are reminded when you see a game like, you know, against the Sixers that we saw, just how fun, exciting basketball, playoff atmosphere basketball is. It's really the entertainment sport, you know. It, it, it's a it's pinnacle a of entertainment in that regard. Um, the, the rush that you get, the back and forth, the lead changes, it's nuts. It's a roller coaster, but we're going to be here every step of the way. Uh, so really appreciate having me on the show, Cage, and looking forward to more shows. Bucks fans, the best is yet to come. We'll talk soon. Story on Action News is word from the Philadelphia DA's office that criminal charges will be filed against Allen Iverson. Look at my wrist, man. My wrist, man. Look at my wrist, man. Look at my wrist, man. Look at my wrist, man. My wrist, man. Look at my wrist, man.
like we the mob, boy. Got it on lockdown. I'm talking about lockdown. The city be fucking with us cause they know that we getting that guap now. They know that we hot now. We up in the spot now. All these diamonds in the face, they be wearing the wash down. Look at my wrist, man. My wrist, man. Look at my wrist, man. Look at my wrist, man. Look at my wrist, man. My wrist, man. Look at my wrist, man. Look at my wrist, man. Gucci on my hand. Gucci bag on my back. Gucci game in my hat. Gucci game in my sack. Bandit check to hold my pants up Got the jerseys if I need them All you boys are sleeping 305 for the weekend Like LeBron I came from well 2am you trying to stay up Count up my profit then I kayak Yeah Foreign waters in the kayak Next to K Tracking out my mix so it Man, like a melon. <laughs>